Good morning, everyone. And of course, this podcast once again will be presented in mono. At least the microphone works, <laughs> but it's still going to be presented in mono. Oh man. Oh well. Anyway, welcome to Tricky Fox Radio. <coughs> Excuse me for Morning Club for Thursday, November 9th, twenty twenty-three. Good to have you with us. Now let's get our weather report here. You know, I didn't come prepared for this morning club, but I think I am going to improvise. I think I am just going to do a typical morning show, guys. Um, Dallas weather, right now in Dallas, it is 41 degrees with overcast clouds. Um, Thursday, it will, later today, I should say, it will be 48 with light rain. Friday, it'll be 52 with broken clouds. Saturday, it'll be 54 with moderate rain. Sunday, it'll be 50 with light rain. Monday, it'll be 48 with moderate rain. Tuesday, it'll be 50 with overcast clouds. Wednesday, it'll be 50 with moderate rain. That's Wednesday, by the way. Um... Okay, yeah, never mind. Alright. Anyway, that was your weather forecast. I don't know if I read those dates right, but oh well. Um, yeah. Um, and by the way, we're on TikTok now. Uh, you can follow us at Tricky Fox Radio 2 at TikTok. And by the way, I finally uploaded that Dallas versus Corvallis football game um, two days ago. Um, I know it was so late, but hopefully you'll still enjoy it as much as I did. They defeated Corvallis back in October of this year as part of a homecoming game. And unfortunately, I was unable to record the um, game versus Central because, again, as I said in back about two days ago or whatever on my morning show, I was sick. So, again, I was unable to record that game, so I do apologize for that, but... (sighs) Yeah, some things just can't go as planned, guys. But I think Dallas did still defeat Central, actually, so... Yeah, um, so I don't know what's in the future for... You see, um... I threw a fit last night because my computer was acting berserk. Don't know why I'm talking about this, but, um... Um, this all started last night because our internet went out. Um, thankfully, I have a hotspot on my phone I can use that, um, works. And I was able to connect to the internet that way. But it was. But even then, I had to go off the air. So you might have recalled. Um, well, I'm pretty sure none of you recalled because you really don't want to listen to my station anyway. But um, but just in case, um, I'll just let you know anyway. Um, we were off the air around like mm, around 4:30 p.m., maybe like 5 p.m. to midnight, somewhere around there. Um. And the reason why is because the internet we have is Spectrum Cable Internet. And while it is good, stable internet, it isn't really... It is reliable, but it does have its own quirks. It has 
it has outages on occasion, and this is where, and in this case, it has happened before. It's rare, but it has happened. And this case, and yesterday, that was one of those cases. Um, and they were working on the fix. I was during the event at the Tap House at Trivia Night that I went to on Wednesday at Two Wolves Tap Room, which I've done advertisements about on our station, by the way. Um, um, I did call, um, Spectrum to figure out, um, what was going on, and they said it would be restored by 9.30 p.m., supposedly, so I would hope for the best, and they said, would we like to give you a call back? Well, no, because obviously you blew it. You already told me when it was going to be restored. Well, Supposedly, but again, it could be later, it could be earlier, but that was close enough for me, so I didn't care, so I just told them no, and then I just hung up afterwards. And I believe after that, I think it got restored about mm, an hour and a half, maybe half hour, hour later. It was sometime around like 11 p.m., I think, is when it got restored. I think I was letting know around 11, 15 p.m. that the internet was back on. Because that's when I hit came back on. Because it was around 11:15 p.m. is when my computer was going berserk or whatever. So there you go. And yeah. So yeah. Um. So sorry for so many interruptions, guys. Um. It's so tricky to figure out how internet works like this. Um. I'm actually thinking of trying to get Aunt Lou to switch our internet to uh, Willamette Valley Fiber now from my net because from what I've heard, um, their um, <coughs> internet seems to be a lot more stable than Spectrum and um, also what's ironic is is that their internet is owned by, is independently owned by my net, <coughs> which is um, based out in um, independence. Um, um, and their internet is locally owned and operated, so which is really weird because their internet's a lot more stable than um, corporate-controlled internet, which really surprises me. So, yeah, I may have to give that a try for our for our internet. So that's really weird. Um, so there you go. Um, so yeah, we may have to give Willamette Valley Fiber a try, guys. Um, just saying, um, so there you go, um, yeah, but what else was I going to say, oh no, oh yeah, I was just going to put some commercials in, that's all, um, 50 minutes, oh, not 50 minutes, I'm 50 seconds, um, 80 seconds, um, I got put in a 40 second commercial just putting this some um, throwback promo for Sunday night throwbacks that is that's two minutes there and we'll put in this one here I believe three minutes out to do the trick guys all right Anything else I wanted to say, um, other than that, that's about it. I would read some news, but I think I'll just save that for the last segment, guys. Anyway, I think I'll, um, for the next segment, we're gonna, um, do, um, 
food talk, guys. I guess. Um, so there you go. Um, I'll put some music in once the commercial starts. Once I trigger the commercial, that is. So there you go. Um, but again, we're thinking of giving Lime at Valley Fiber a try. If we can't, oh well. No big deal, I guess. But still, I'd really like to give... Um, still think... I mean, there's nothing wrong with Spectrum. I mean, the internet is pretty reliable and stable, but it does have its own quirks and areas of, of stableness, but it does have its own quirks, so there you go. But I still think that one valid fiber could be a good giveness to try. So there you go. Um, but anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. For Thursday, November 9th, 2023, stay tuned. Coming up is Food Talk. Don't go away. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go away. We'll be right back. That was Paint the Town Red by Doja Cat, Elton John, and Britney Spears. Hold me closer. All right. I want to share a recipe with you guys. Um, um, it's relatively new, I think. Um, I never shared this before. Um... Dark chocolate cherry muffins. Um, I bake daily and having <coughs> failed, um, failed, I believe, to find a chocolate muffin recipe um, that hit the spot. I decided to take matters into my own hands, hence this recipe. Somewhat similar to a cupcake in texture, a lighter crumb, and good depth of flavor. And it's spelled flavor O-U-R, so apparently they're British. Um, gives you a muffin that's totally chocolate dream delicious. And there's no photo, by the way, if you're wondering. Again, this is probably relatively new. It's ready in 32 minutes, which is kind of an oddball time. I've seen work. I've seen more oddball times, really. There's 16 ingredients, which is quite a bit. Um, it yields six muffins, and it serves six, which is one muffin each. Uh, here's the ingredients. These, I believe, are in metric units. So if you need to translate these, then you'll need to use Google. Unfortunately, um... 75 grams of dark chocolate. She uses Lint 70%. I don't know if Lint is available in the United States, though, because, again, she's British. One-fourth cup of unsalted butter. That's melted. I think you're already able to get unsalted butter here in the U.S., I think. Wouldn't see why you wouldn't. One cup of flour. One teaspoon of baking powder, one fourth teaspoon of salt, one fourth cup of sugar, one fourth cup of light brown sugar, one large egg that's lightly beaten, one fourth cup of buttermilk, 20 20 milliliter, 20 20 milliliter, 20 milliliters of buttermilk. Or 20 milliliters of yogurt, whichever you prefer. One half teaspoon of vanilla extract. One fourth teaspoon of almond extract. 
one for a cup of dried cherries plus two tablespoons of dried cherries two tablespoons of brown sugar and one eighth teaspoon of cinnamon that's the ingredients those units are in US but I think yeah I think they're in US now here are the directions um, step one preheat the oven to gas mark for 180 degrees Celsius or 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Thank God she listed it in Fahrenheit. Step 2. Prepare the muffin tin with paper liners or brush cups with butter if you like. <clears throat> Step 3. Put cherries in a small dish and cover with boiling water. Leave to rehydrate for 5 to 10 minutes. <coughs> Discard water and transfer cherries to kitchen paper where they can drain of any excess moisture. If your cherries are particularly plump though, then you can skip this step as it should be necessary then. Step 4. In a small microwavable bowl, unload the medium heat setting. <coughs> Melt the chopped chocolate and butter. <coughs> Sorry, um. <coughs> Let me just start over. Um, step four. Step four. In a small microwavable bowl, on a lo on low to medium heat setting, melt the chopped chocolate, melt the chopped chocolate and butter in a microwave. Stirring at 30 second intervals until smooth and combined. Set aside to cool slightly. Step 5. Chop cherries into pieces and set aside. Step 6. In a small dish, combine 2 tablespoons of brown sugar and cinnamon and set aside. This is to sprinkle on the muffins before they go in the oven. Step 7. Into a large mixing bowl, sift flour, baking powder, and salt with to combine. Hold on. Oh, okay. Alright, um. Into, mix in the one half cup of sugar, make a well in the center, and set aside. Step 8. In a small bowl or measuring jug, that's step eight, by the way. Whisk together lightly beaten egg, buttermilk, sour cream. Don't remember it calling for any sour cream, though. Mm, oh well. Vanilla and almond extracts. Now gradually add this to the cooled chocolate and butter, mixing well until smooth and even in color. Again, color is spelled C-O-L-O-U-R because she's British. Step 9. Now pour this into the flour sugar and mix using the folding action until all traces of flour have disappeared and is smooth and even in color. Finally fold in the cherries. 
This is a rich and sticky batter, so don't be alarmed. Step out. Uh, step nine, by the way. Step ten. Spoon into muffin tins. Sprinkle with sugar and cinnamon, and bake on the middle shelf or oven of, of oven for 20 to 22 minutes. And last but not least, step 11. This is mainly just a note. She uses a Chicago metallic muffin pan, which appears to allow for larger muffins. If your pan is summarily sized, then, you, then this recipe will make for will make five generously sized muffins with good crowns, which will require 23 to 25 minutes of cooking time. And I think this this is pretty review pretty good reviewed. Um, um, five, five, four. It's pretty well received. Um, yeah. I should say. Um, yeah. Um, I think that's all we have time for, guys. Um, we'll throw a pitchy fit there. Um, but. Oh well, um, too bad. Um, he puts the commercials in anyway. Um, um, two. Yeah, work. Um, anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. I need a drink. There we go. That's a little bit better. All right. Um, I believe coming up in the next segment will be TMZ Celebrity News. Ugh. So, yeah, that's going to be kind of fun. Hopefully, Palenstein won't get our damn way. Um, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't. But hopefully not. Uh, but anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. If Palenstein gets in our way, then screw them all. <sighs> But hopefully not. But anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. TMZ News, coming up. Don't go away. So there's nothing to that was Escapism by Ray and those 7 Shake and Dominic Fike, Mona Lisa. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Alright, it's now time for TMZ Celebrity News. Janelle Evans. Son has no contact with her and David. Bessie's been a while, a TMZ exclusive. Janelle Evans' teenage son, Jace, has been keeping his distance from his mom and her husband, David Eason. And we're told the kid's happier now that he's been in a long time now. Finally, sources with direct knowledge have been telling TMZ that 14-year-old Jace has zero contact with the teen mom and star and David as he's been living with Janelle's mom, Barbara, while he remains under custody of Child Protective Services. Sources say that Barbara also isn't in contact with Janelle or David. 
TMZ did break the story as David was charged with child abuse in a case involving Jace, allegedly roughing up the teen and causing marks on the right art and left and right side of the neck, according to court docs. The docs also say that Jace's injuries weren't sustained by accident, and the date of the alleged incident was actually the same day that Jace slipped out his bedroom window and ran away from home. And we're also told that Jace is glad to be back living with his grandma. Excuse me. And the place feels like home to him. Janelle just recently regained custody of Jace earlier this year. <coughs> Excuse me. So he's really spent most of his childhood in Barbara's care now. He also recently enrolled in the brand new school after being now for the past few months. You'll recall he was reported as a runaway after getting in trouble at school back in August. <coughs> and as for David, he's set to appear in court at the end of the month for the child abuse pandemic charges that were filed against him. Is he going to go to jail? Who knows? We'll see. And don't forget to hop aboard the TMZ selfie tour. Get your tickets now. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, Wyona Judd clings to jelly roll during the CMA Awards performance on ABC, I believe. Fans worried about her, you know. Holy on. Now, there is an update that was updated at 6.20 a.m. Pacific Time. I'm going to read this first, actually. Um... Wyona Judd has clearly seen the criticism and worry from her fans, and she posted a video to address the performance. She blames the whole thing on nerves, saying she wanted to be at her best for Jelly Roll. Wyona says she was simply holding on for, for, for dear life, and will be back on the road Thursday night for another show. Alright, I think this is the original post we're going to read now. Wyona Judd clung to Jelly Roll during their performance Wednesday night at the Country Music Awards. And now her fans are worried something is wrong with her. The country music legend hit the stage with JR to sing a duet of Jelly's tune, Need a Favor, at the 2023 CMA Awards in Nashville. At one point, Wyona walked over to Jelly and grabbed his arm, giving off the impression she needed help to stay on her feet. Whatever Wyona was experiencing a medical scare is still unclear. But her fans took the social media and voiced their concerns after watching her seemingly unsteady performance. Now remember, Wyona also lost her iconic mother, Naomi to suicide in 2022. So she's been having a rough time lately, after all. Now, one fan wrote on X, she could barely walk. She took baby steps. Another one asked, am I the only one concerned for Aunt Wyona? A third person observed, Something is wrong with her. Hope she is okay. Wyona Judd is holding on to Jelly Roll for dear life. Hashtag CMA Awards. And a fourth one freaked out. It was seriously bizarre. I wonder what's going on. 
she barely moved once she got a death grip on him, you know. But there is some good news for the show. Jelly Roll took home the trophy for Best New Artist. Congrats, JR! <laughs> this was originally published at 6.10 a.m. Pacific Time. The article, that is. Alright, let's see if we can read this one. Kale Mitchell, I'm on road to recovery after being hospitalized in L.A. Good Burger and Keenan and Kale star Kale Mitchell is now at home and on the road to recovery after his mysterious hospitalization hospitalization stuff he's calling generally frightening. Kel broke his silence about the ordeal Wednesday night saying on Instagram that he's grateful for the flood of players and positive vibes adding the scare was real but so was the support. The 45 year old goes on to say with the grace of God and the skill of the medical team I'm now on the road to recovery at home, embraced by the love of family of my family, and he's shouting out all the folks who wish him well while spending time at the hospital. Fans have been signing off in the comments wishing him well and asking what happened to land him in the ER, but he's staying silent for the time being. TMZ broke the story. Kel was admitted into a Los Angeles area hospital Tuesday night. Coming in for the facility's emergency room. We were told what he appeared alert when he arrived. Glad to hear you're doing well, Kel. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're gonna stop it there. I'm not bothered that bullshit. I can't believe I said that, but... Oh, well. Too bad. I silence it. I had enough trouble as is. <laughs> anyway, um... Yeah, I got a lot of editing to do today, guys. Just saying. Um... Um... Anyway, um... Coming up in the next segment will be Pokemon News, guys. Won't that be worth something? <laughs> yeah, it will be worth something, I guess. Um, let me get some commercials in here. Two. Yep. Yeah. So I think we're going to do a three-minute break, guys. There we go. And we're going to... I know exactly what we're going to play. I know exactly what we're going to play. We are going to be playing 3D by, um, well, um, well, what was it last played, I wonder, um, because again, I had to go off the air because of our internet being messed up. Okay, I think we can play that. Um, yeah. We're going to play 3D by Jungkook and Jack Harlow, guys. Now, um, what about um, Bad Habit by Steve Lacey? Can we play that? Um, 
Okay, so here's the deal. We're going to be playing John Cook and Jack Harlow, 3D, and Steve Lacey, Bad Habit. And then coming up will be Pokemon News. And hopefully something good will be in store for you guys in that segment. So stay tuned. More of the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club in the second half. We'll be right back right after this. I better get this show set for Aunt Lou if she's coming in the morning. Stay tuned. More will be right back right after this with Pokemon News. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go away. That was Bad Habit, Steve Lacey, and Joan Cook and Jack Harlow. 3D! And, yeah, um, that... It's time for Pokemon news, guys. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> um, get poppin' with Ogre Austin. Um, this is something new in the DLC package. Um, let's load it up. Or not. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Ogre Austin in the Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet DLC. Learn more about this Barry Gathering minigame and special rewards in the Hidden Treasure of Area Zero Part 1, the Teal Mask. As you venture through Kitikama and meet the region's unique characters, you'll come across a special game called Ogre Austin <coughs> Excuse me, that's been passed down in Mo- Mossule Town as a time-honored tradition. In this game, you'll ride on Coriodon, or Myriodon, that's your um, ride Pokemon, by the way, to pop Ogre Balloons in four different colors. Gather berries, and bring them to their respective berry tables within the time limit. You'll also have to deal with Pokemon stealing from the berry tables as you attempt to fulfill your quota. When these greedy Pokemon appear... Be sure to scare them away by approaching them and pressing the right button. Ogre Austin is a challenging game though, but it's a great opportunity to get together with friends and rewards that include mo- mochi items, and even a shiny Pokemon for clearing the highest difficulty. Read on to learn more about the ins and outs of this new minigame and how to get the most out of Ogre Austin. Well, let's do that then. Let's start with the setup. Oak Ralston can be played alone or with up to three other players. It features three different difficulties. Easy, normal, and hard. Normal difficulty can only be unlocked after successfully completing easy difficulty. And you'll have to surmount normal difficulty to take on hard difficulty. Easy difficulty has three rounds. Normal difficulty has 6 rounds, and hard difficulty has 10 rounds. The higher the difficulty, the more berries you'll have to deliver to the berry tables before winning the game, that is. The berry requirement for each round will also increase if you play Ogre Alstein with a group of 4 players. (coughs) But teamwork can really make the dream work, then. Now, if you want to start a round of Ogre Alston, you'll need to have progressed to a certain point in the hidden treasure of Area Zero Part 1, the Teal Mask story. Once you've hit that point in the story, you can oust Ogres to your heart's content at Kitty Kama Mall Hall, where you can choose to play alone or with others. 
Note that there is no online matchmaking for Ogre Alston, sadly. So you'll have to get a few friends together to challenge the game as a team locally. Ogre Alston Rewards After completing a game of Ogre Alston for the first time, you will obtain the Experience Charm, which increases the experience points your, your Pokemon will get. When you clear normal difficulty for the first time, you'll get a Fairy Feather, an item that boosts the power of Fairy-type moves when held by a Pokemon, as well as a Big Nugget that can be sold for a very high price. If you're able to climb to the top and complete all 10 rounds of hard difficulties, of hard difficulty, you'll receive a special Pokemon that loves to eat berries of all kinds, a shiny Munchlax. In addition to these special rewards that can be earned for clearing each difficulty, there are a variety of random items that can be obtained for completing games of Ogre Alston. Among these items are the Ogre Alston exclusive Mochi, which are a big help in training up your team. Health Mochi, Muscle Mochi, Resist Mochi, Genius Mochi, Clever Mochi, and Swift Mochi can be used to increase your Pokemon's base points. There is also a special Mochi known as Fresh Start Mochi that resets all your Pokemon base points to zero as well. Wow. And apart from Mochi, you can also obtain berries, Terra Shards, Mints, Unique Held Items, Treasures, and even Herba Mystica at the highest difficulty as well. You'll earn more rewards based on the number of rounds completed in any game as well. So give it your best shot whenever whatever you're playing by yourself or with friends regardless. Now on the Ogre Austin tips. Rounding up berries can be pretty tricky. But there are a few things to keep in mind though as you speed for the Ogre Alston areas. Now remember, practice can make perfect, and you'll probably have to play more than a few rounds to get the hang of Ogre Alston at its higher difficulties, you know. Firstly, you can only hold up to 30 berries as you pop Ogre Balloons while riding Coriodon or Meriodon. This capacity will be enough to ensure that you immediately complete early rounds. But you'll have to continually drop off and gather berries while playing through later rounds in normal and hard difficulties. This is where time management starts to become important, especially with greedy Pokemon racing under your work. Skvet, Gradient, and Munchlax and Snorlax are much more likely to appear once you start once you've started dropping berries off at the berry tables. So please stay vigilant with each with each trip. If you want to decrease the risk of these Pokemon munching on your spoils, it's best to start by collecting berries that are far away from the berry tables so that your so that your next harvesting trip will be shorter. This strategy ensures that you'll spend more time working toward your berry goal and less time worrying about those rambunctious snackers. Ogre Alston is also best enjoyed with a group of friends. 
the barrier requirements to complete each round will be higher. But dividing the work between four players can make time management much easier. If you're looking with a team of four, you can even designate a player to hang around the barrier tables and scare away those greet, those, these greedy Pokemon while the other three players harvest berries without care. And that's how Ogre Austin works. Good luck, Austin those Ogre Blooms, trainers! <laughs> and this is for um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, by the way, guys. It was released back on November 18th of 2022. It is an RPG game available for the Nintendo Switch. One player for battles, trading, and etc. Well, it's a one player game and you can battle, trade, etc. for two to four players. And trade for everyone with mild fantasy violence. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's going to do it for Pokemon News. Again, Ogre Alstein is going to be a really cool thing to give a try, guys. Um, for um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, so if you'd like to give it a try, it's only available for the DLC package, guys. I haven't gotten it yet, but I might get it real soon, guys. We'll see. Um, but anyway, I'm going to go ahead and get a commercial in, guys, really quick. Um, if I can do that. Um, right here. Okay, we'll do three minutes of commercials. Um, coming up in the next segment, I'm not really sure what we'll do for the next segment. I think. Trying to think. Um, I think we might do. Um, um, hmm. I'm not really sure. I think we're going to do music news, possibly. It depends. Um, yeah, we'll do music news. How about that? Because it is um, Thursday, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I guess coming up is music news, guys. So stay tuned. Morty on Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club um, with music news. Um, we'll be right back right after this, I guess. So stay tuned. Coming up is music news, I guess. So stay tuned. More of the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back. Don't go away. We'll be right back. That was Fallout Boy. We didn't start the fire in the car. Hell and back. <laughs> Alright. Yep. Now it is time for music news. Um, there we go. Um, Drake is mourning the loss of Noah Forty Sheb's father. Long live Dawn. This was posted today, by the way. Uh, okay. Drake is mourning the loss of his best friend's father. On Tuesday, November 7th, Noah Forty Shebib announced that his father, Donald Shebib, <coughs> passed away in a touching Instagram post. Drake's trusted producer and engineer included a trove of childhood photos of his pops, along with recent shots of him and his dad at shows 
Among the gallery of images is one photo of Drake hugging Forty's dad. The OVO sound founder used the photo in his tribute in his tribute to Forty's father. Drizzy took to his Instagram story to say a few words about Mr. Shebib. Don Shebib gave me one of my best friends in the world, and we were able to build something that changed our lives and our city forever. Long live, long love the Don. We will continue in our honor for as long as they allow us. Alright, Don Shebib gave me one of my best friends in the world, and we were able to build something that changed our lives and our city forever, he wrote. Along loves Don, we will continue in our honor for as long as they allow us. Forty Stab was a pro- prolific film director who made all kinds of cinematic pieces from documentaries to feature length films. His final film, Night Talk, was released in 2022. Two days after she had passed, Forty expressed his sorrow in the in the captions of his Instagram post. Donald Shebib, the legendary Canadian filmmaker, you deserve all your flowers, Forty wrote. I will always miss you, my good friend. Until I see you again, rest in paradise. The photo Drake posted appears to have been taken during his time on the road for his It's All a Blur tour. Forty joined Drizzy for the tour and invited his pops to catch a show with him. Rest in peace, Donald Shebib. See more photos of Forty and his dad below. Yep, this was posted by OVO Forty. We can see some more photos here. Yep. Um, yeah, aww. These are classic photos. They were taken in the old days. They just rescanned them. Not sure if one of them are draped, though. Ooh, that looks like his middle fingers. Then I'm not showing them. <laughs> Let's see these. Um, I'm not, I can't show them, though, but I can tell you who they look like. Um, Sort of, um, trying to figure out one of them is Drake, though. For let me read what this one says 40 days, 40 nights, 40 years, celebrating the birthday of our brother, <coughs> friend, son, partner, and legend Noah Shabib, uh, 9 p.m. Harvard 60, 60 Harbor Street, Toronto, Ontario. Um, and there you go. And that's it. Yeah, that's the end of the story there. Just a bunch of Instagram photos. But yeah, that's pretty much it for that story. So yeah, that's kind of sad, really. But, yeah, things happen, I guess. Um, it's just how it is, I guess. Um, oh well. Let's load more here. Um, let's read about Timberland and Britney Spears about him apologizing for the disturbing muzzle comments about Britney um, 
Timbaland has offered an apology that he after he made some disparaging comments about Britney Spears amid the release of her explosive memoir, which I have talked about before. On Tuesday, November 7th, that was two days ago, by the way, a super producer backpedaled his thoughts about the pop starter in a live stream on his TikTok page. He responded to the backlash from her fans after a comment from an interview he did last month, excuse me, that recently spread on social media. In the viral clip, Timba reacted to a statement from a fan who mentioned his collaboration with Justin Timberlake's Crimea River. That's when he had suggested that JT, that's Justin Timberlake by the way, should have put a muzzle on that girl. There's a tweet here from X, formerly known as Twitter, by OK Player. Timberland is in hot water for defending Justin Timberlake following the release of Britney Spears' memoir. I wanted to call JT and say, Man, you should have put a muzzle on that girl. What do you have to say about, ju- about not Justin, but Timberland's remarks? Um, she's going crazy, right? Timberland said during the interview, I wanted to call and say, JT... You gotta put a muzzle on that girl. His comments clearly said, clearly angered Britney's loyal fan base, who flooded timelines everywhere with plenty of pushback against Timba. In his apology, he agreed that he was indeed wrong, but explained that he was not only speaking from an outside perspective. I'm sorry to all the Britney fans, even her, man. Timbaland said, according to Rolling Stone, I'm sorry, because Muzzle was... No, you have a voice. You speak what you want to speak. Who am I to tell you what not to speak? And I was wrong for saying that. I was looking at it from a different lens, and what I am is a recognizable person. I am not a person who takes sides. And you can see more footage from his apology on TikTok below. Um, basically it's a post on an X, again, formerly known as Twitter, just posted by, um, Britney's, um, fan account by Britney Charts. Basically it's just a video that says, Timbaland apology to Britney Spears and fans, um, link in my bio to cement, blah, 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 whatever. And there's another, um, tweet from X, formerly known as Twitter. Timbaland has apologized to Britney on TikTok Live after previously claiming Justin Timberlake should have muzzled her for speaking her truth. Do we accept his apology? Well, I hope so, but again, maybe not. <laughs> uh, oh well. Yeah, it's going to do it for music news. <laughs> but yeah, um, there you go. That's music news, guys. Um... Do you think we should accept um, Timbaland's apology, guys? I don't know. But anyway, um, that's it for this segment, guys. For the final segment, um, since I didn't read any um, news stories in the last segment, I am going to go ahead and um, read those in the last segment instead. I'll probably do the lever reverse just because that way I don't have to worry about doing it later and hope for the best that... Yeah, so there you go. Um, (laughs) 
Alright, um, go ahead and put commercial in. There we go. SD. It's a free mid commercial I put in, by the way. And the music will be surprised once again, guys. Stay tuned. News and weather is coming up in the final segment. So stay tuned. More of the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club in the final segment with news and weather. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go away. That was Fast Car by Luke Combs and David Kushner Daylight on the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. Yep. Now it is time for your brief old love report. Let's get the show on the road. Right now, it is 41 degrees outside with overcast clouds. Later today, it will be Thursday with 48 degrees with light rain. (coughs) Friday, it will be 52 with broken clouds. Saturday, it will be 54 with moderate rain. Sunday will be 50 with more light rain. Monday will be 48 with moderate rain. Tuesday will be 50 with over... Anyway, you just heard the weather report. I'm done with that. I don't know why the dog always has to come in here and screw me up. It's just ridiculous. Um... I probably should just shut my door all together. Um... Anyway, um, let's just read about this. Uh, uh, Let's read about Hollywood strikes are over. What does it mean for TV shows, movies, and award seasons? Now, I don't know if I'll have enough time to read this, but just in case, if I don't have enough time to read this, um... I'll share with it later on on Twitter. Well, I'll pull it up later, but anyway, um, Hollywood strikes are over. What does it mean for TV shows, movies, and awards season? Missed your favorite actors? After nearly four months of striking, they're finally coming back. Wednesday's deal between striking actors and studios and streaming services won't immediately restore filming to its full swing, That will take months, though. But the tentative agreement, which both sides say include extraordinary provisions, means that more than six months of labor strife in the film and television industries is drawing to a close. Soon, tens of thousands of entertainment sector workers could get back to work now, and popular franchises like Deadpool, Abbott Elementary, and even The Last of Us will be a step closer to finally returning to the screens. Hollywood loves a happy ending, and the actor's strike deal might provide that. Though there's still a chance of strike sequels in the months ahead. 
<coughs> so here's some of what will happen next. So is the actor's strike really over now? Picket lines are suspended, and the only rallies on the horizon are the celebratory ones that the actors' union is promising. There are a couple steps that need to happen before the deal becomes official, though. On Friday, the National Board of the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, will review the agreement and could approve it. Then the agreement's details will be released and the Guild's full membership will vote on it. But when striking screenwriters, who started picketing May 2nd, reached their deal in September, their Guild allowed writing work to resume before full ratification of the contract was complete. While it is possible that those votes scuttled the deal, the Union's negotiating committee unanimously approved the deal and called off picketing. So what's in the deal? The exact terms of the deal won't be released until later this week, but a few highlights are known. The union says the deal is worth more than $1 billion, and they've achieved a deal of extraordinary scope that includes compensation increases, consent protections for use of artificial intelligence and actors, likeness, and includes a new streaming participation bonus. The negotiation arm of the studios also says the deal includes historic provisions. The Association of Motion Picture and Television Producers has said Wednesday the tentative agreement represents a new part of the division. It said the companies are given SAG-AFTRA the biggest contract on contract gains in the history of the union, including the largest increase in minimum wages in the last 40 years. A brand new residential for streaming programs, extensive consent, and compensation protections in the use of artificial intelligence, and sizable contract increase on items across the board. Duncan Crabtree, Ireland, SAG AFTRA's executive director and chief negotiator, has told the Associated Press that the gains made along strike have been worth it. It's an agreement that our members can be proud of. I'm certainly very proud of it, Crabtree Ireland told the AP in an interview. I'll read the last part, what, when we'll, what we'll start filming first. <clears throat> the strike put an immediate stop to Deadpool 3 with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, as well as Ridley Scott's Gladiator sequel. Those are likely among the first films that will resume production. The resolution of the writer's strike allowed script work to resume on shows like Abbott Elementary, The Light Lotus, and Yellow Jackets, too. The Head Start, the Head Start might help those productions get back on the air sooner once their stars are cleared to work, too. And you know, television movies are faster than movies, too, which still face a lengthy editing and promotional process once filming ends, you know. And in recent weeks, more shows and movies announced delays, like Kevin Costner's um, um, final episodes of Yellowstone won't air until next November, and the next Mission Impossible film will also be delayed its release. Alright, I think I'm going to have to stop it there. I will be sharing this article later on our on our um, 
Twitter feed. Um, well, kind of Twitter. It's called X now, but again, it's still the same thing, I guess you could put it. Um, we're still kind of on Twitter. It's called X now, but we're trying to stay on there. Um, they're not premium exclusive yet, but they will be eventually, but we'll see what happens in the end, but hopefully nothing bad happens when Elon Musk destroys it in the end, but anyway, I'll share it on there real soon, guys, when I get the chance, um, and I apologize for some cussing on the live broadcast, I just, uh, just everyone likes to mess everything up, I guess, it's just how it is, um, Anyway, I'm trying to put some commercials in. Um, two, three, three and a half. Um, okay, we'll just work with that, I guess. Um, I'll just put in the music later, I guess. Um, I think I know what I'm putting in. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna put in Rima and Selena Gomez, Calm Down. And the song before that, I'm not really sure yet. I'll figure it out. Um, but we'll figure it out, guys. Don't worry. Um, uh, maybe, um, well, actually, I could probably put in four minutes and just play a shorter song before it, because six minutes of music. But anyway, that's the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club, guys. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I'll probably see you on Friday, hopefully. But anyway, thanks for listening. Hopefully I'll be back for a five-day streak. Bye-bye, everyone.